chromosomes. Little strands of nucleic acids and proteins are the fundamental genetic instructions that tell us who we are at birth. Most people are born with 46 chromosomes, but each year in the United States, about 6,000 people are born with an extra chromosome, making them a person with Down syndrome. If you've ever encountered someone with Down syndrome, you know that they are some of the kindest, most joyful people you will ever meet. They truly have something extra. My name is Lisa Nichols, and I have spent the last 24 years as both the CEO of Technology Partners and as the mother to Allie. Allie has something extra in every sense of the word. I have been blessed to be by her side as she impacts everyone she meets. Through these two important roles as CEO and mother to Allie, I have witnessed countless life lessons that have fundamentally changed the way I look at the world. While you may not have an extra chromosome, every leader has something extra that defines who you are. Join me as I explore the something extra in leaders from all walks of life and discover how that difference in each of them has made a difference in their companies, their families, their communities, and in themselves. I'm delighted to have Keith Alper on the show today. Keith is the chairman and CEO at Nitrous Effect, a producer, a serial entrepreneur, author, and a champion for free enterprise, innovation, and entrepreneurial leadership. If you like this episode today, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave us a five-star rating. So Keith, I've been looking so forward to this. Oh my goodness. I just know that you're going to have so much wisdom and insights to impart to our listeners today. So thank you so much. I know you're busy. Would you believe this, Keith? I think it's coming up on almost 20 years that you and I have known one another. I was just saying, we've known each other a long time. When we were both 12, I think. When we were 12. Exactly. The ripple effect of Keith Alper is still evident in Technology Partners. I just want you to know that. Because many years ago, and I'll just give uh, Steve Hassenfratz a shout out. You recommended Steve to me. Steve is our CAO today and has been with us for a long time. Oh, that's great. I love that. So we never know about those ripples, do we, Keith? And I know you've made ripples in a lot of people's lives. So I want our listeners to understand just a little bit about who we're talking to. I mean, you are an expert in entertainment, digital business, marketing. You have deep roots in event production. You have produced special events, meetings, videos, films, broadcasts, major entertainment projects around the world. You've been featured in the Wall Street Journal. You've been featured in the New York Times, Fortune. You've received over 200 industry awards. Now, I see you blushing there, but you know what? I am so proud of you and all you've accomplished. So thank you so much. And you and I, we met through YPO. Exactly. And for our leaders that may not know, YPO stands for Young Presidents Organization. And Keith and I are still very young. But what I did not know about you, Keith, that you were the founder of EO. Well, I was the founder of EO St. Louis and on the early, early team of EO Global. When I joined EO, there were a few hundred people. We were about bankrupt. There was one employee and a group of us kind of said in 1992, we need a peer group as young entrepreneurs. And these were entrepreneurs, no family businesses, all those things. So it's funny because when you were talking about the ripple effect, what I'm really exploring more and more of network of networks 
And what puts people together is just anytime you put two people together, that's where the magic happens. So that's what happened in EO, which used to be called YEO. That's what happens in YPO. I think any peer group where you can kind of learn and know about each other is really where a lot of the magic happens. So I always look at the network of networks and, you know, Lisa, I can call you and ask you a question. You said, oh, call so-and-so in about one second. And that's, I think, the value we bring in as servant leaders to help other people because we got this knowledge in our head and it's sometimes hard to get out. Yeah, no, I could not agree more. Well, I know that you are so passionate about entrepreneurship. You have founded eight different companies <laughs> along the lines, and I want to dig into that. But I know you're so passionate about entrepreneurship and innovation and helping other people. But I want to ask you just a couple of questions about entrepreneurship. First of all, did you grow up in St. Louis? Yeah, I mean, if they're St. Louis listeners, grew up in St. Louis, went to Parkway, Central as a high school, actually started my very young entrepreneurship at the age of 15 at Six Flags. And I give that a lot of props because that's where I started my first business. And I'm still with my business partner, Steve Friedman, after 36 years of meeting at Six Flags. That's actually how we started our business. And Six Flags was our first client when we worked there. So we are our accidental entrepreneurs. We were uh, too stupid to know what we were getting into. <laughs> And as you know, there's a special sauce with entrepreneurs. It's not an easy day every day. Everybody thinks you've got it made, but there is something with starting with nothing and building and molding and those type of things. So I'm definitely a serial entrepreneur. I have worked really for only one other company in my life, which was Six Flags, then became the head of the entertainment department. And I worked for Bally's, which owned Six Flags for a few years. So I've always worked for myself, which is kind of really interesting. And by the way, just like you, my boss, the people I report to are my employees and my clients. So we do all have bosses, right? My employees and my clients, but I do have the ability if I want to take a vacation, I don't really have to ask anybody for that. So that's nice. I love that, Keith, that you were 15 years old. You met Steve and now CPG. If you're in St. Louis, people know about CPG and they know Keith Albert, but there may be two or three out there that didn't know you, Keith. So thank you so much for sharing that. You know, I'm just thinking, do not despise youth. Young people can come up with ideas too. Well, it's interesting you say that because, you know, when you're 15 and starting a company and then 16 and 17, and then, you know, having clients when we're young in our 20s, real big clients, you know, people go, how do you do this at their age? And I am against all ageism because people start businesses, you know, Silicon Valley is hiring 14, 15, 16 year old programmers right now because they're just brilliant at what they do. They just happen to be younger. But in the workforce, there are great 50, 60, even 70-year-olds that are great at what they do. The little secret of business right now is don't worry about age. In fact, I was at a reunion at Six Flags. I hadn't been there forever and talking to the general manager several months ago. And I said, is COVID and the Great Recession killing you as an hourly employee? He goes, I got people lined up to work here. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, there's state laws in place that I can hire 14 and 15-year-olds now legally. They have time limits and they can't work on school nights and stuff like that. But I'm the only place they can get a job. And they're great. They're excited. They're motivated. They want the season pass. The lesson that I always tell people, in fact, a little shameless plug in our agencies, we've just started a new agency about six months ago called Bloom. And Bloom is a Gen Z agency for Gen Zers by Gen Zers. So that means, Lisa, when you were a company once marketing towards Gen Z or the next biggest age range in employment, in hiring, and in marketing, 
these kids know how to talk the language. So people at Bloom are from 16 to 21. I love that, Keith. And they're doing great. So it's like TikTok's becoming the number one media platform. Well, if you need a TikTok done and really understand how people look and think, big companies are hiring us. So again, you hit on a little sweet spot of don't limit people with any limits, with special needs, with age, with anything, because there are great people and great talents. And so, especially now in the marketplace, those people that might have been overlooked are your greatest secret weapon. That's beautiful, Keith. So what would you say are some of your greatest leadership lessons from being an entrepreneur? You hear these a lot from people, but life just throws curveballs. There's no one day in business that's the same. You learn certain algorithms to say, hey, this is the way people should be treated, or this is the way clients should be treated, or this is how we have to handle change. So our two event businesses were decimated by COVID. We do live big meetings, which you couldn't happen. Now we moved a lot of those to digital, you know, able to save some money here and there by a little bit of reorg. And we remained profitable even in this terrible time. But so the biggest thing for any entrepreneur, or any business is accept change. It's coming. Be ready for it. <laughs> it just be ready for it and just realize that no one day is the same. Even look at the markets right now. You know, Facebook, Meta got knocked down 26% of their stock value, almost $200 billion because they never really paid attention to what was happening at Apple and more importantly at TikTok, which is overtaking them. So the lessons are speed is the most important thing. You don't have to be perfect. Speed is the most important thing. Change, overly treat people with kindness and respect, whoever they are. It could be a political view. It could be a social view. People are people. And the other thing is to dream and try. And I say this to entrepreneurs and non-entrepreneurs. If you look, Lisa, at the biggest companies now in the last 10 years, a lot of those companies were not around 10 years before. A lot of those companies were born in the last recession. Things like Uber, Airbnb, Zoom, all these things were not around before. And so you're going to see literally the greatest transformation of entrepreneurship in the last two years of what has been burned to the ashes that we're going to grow better as individuals, better as company. And guess what? We're going to change things. We're going to be, this is a word I didn't make up, but digital. We live in a physical and a digital world. So Lisa, you and I are going to get coffee or lunch one day, and we're going to speak on Zoom. We're going to go shopping one day at Nordstrom's, and then I'm going to buy things on Nordstrom. We live in a digital and physical world. And if companies and businesses can't get their arms around it, they will be dead. So lots of stuff for entrepreneurs, but there is not one entrepreneur that said, I figured this out. You got to roll every day. Yeah, that is so good. Have you had some mentors in your life? That's the other thing I would say. You can't go this alone. If you're an entrepreneur and you think you can do this all by yourself, it's just not going to happen, right? You need people to walk along beside you. How important has mentorship been in your own journey? Well, I'm happy you asked that question because I'm going to be working on a new book this year. And one of the things is about mentors and networks, this network of networks. And actually, I know like any human being, if I told my 20 year younger Keith from my age now at 59 to 20 years younger, I'd tell Keith a lot. If you're an early founder, you think you know it all, you can do it all. And that's really not true. And so besides my family, my biggest joy is my friends and my clients and helping people and give back and sharing because you know, you could be a small business, you can be a big business, business is hard. And by the way, we have our personal lives and our work lives. But I think 
in the question of mentors, I have, first of all, a number of really, really good friends that we weave in and out of business. Very personal, very business, because a lot of those might be YPOers, Lisa, that you lean on in a safe space. But two years ago, for a lot of reasons, you know, I lost my wife almost five years ago. I started seeing a therapist. And a long time ago, it wasn't cool to say I'm seeing a therapist. But, you know, if I can't just talk to myself. I need other people, experts. So I have a therapist. I have a business coach. I have a health coach. I have a strategic planning coach. So I've got somebody because I'm single and my wife passed away. I have two kids. I have somebody to help with my life at home, not necessarily a cleaning person, but all the other stuff. So what I realize is we can't do it alone. It's all about global villages and all these things. That's something we talk about our teams. And, you know, it's been very lonely for a lot of people to work from home during COVID. In fact, at all of our companies, we've moved to what most companies are moving is a flex schedule. Three day in office, be with each other, birthday celebrations, get in a conference room, whiteboard it out, have fun. Okay. And the other two days work from anywhere in the world, your house, Peru, wherever you want to work. But coaches and mentors, that is the beauty of things like YPO, EO, Vistage, your best friend. Do not try this alone and do not try this at home. You've got to, it takes a village. <laughs> yes. And I know you, you're in a forum. You've got all these things because we don't know it all. In fact, we don't know most things. Right. And I learned things from my <laughs> kids, from my parents, you know, all those different things. So Late in life, I determined it's taken a village to help me, but like I don't operate daily any of my companies anymore. We have leaders. And so as the servant leader, I'm kind of getting out of their way, helping on big projects, looking at the next future, but letting them run those companies. And that really took some mentoring on some other people that said, hey, Keith, I think you're ready to step out of the day to day and get on to even bigger things, you know. Right. Like writing books. So beautifully said, Keith, I always say we were created for community. You said a lot of good things in there, but we do need to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Keith Alper. Let's face it, the future is mobile. There's a good chance that you are listening to this show right now on your phone. Have you explored how you can move your business mobile too? Our mobile apps team at Technology Partners makes it their mission to move our clients into the hands of their employees and customers and change their business processes to meet the demands of their users. Let's work together and build a dynamic mobile app for your team. Go to tpi.co slash mobile apps and get the conversation started about how we can help you get your new application off the ground. So welcome back, everyone, to the Something Extra podcast with my friend, Keith Alper. So, Keith, I'm so excited about digging into your book. You know, this is what I wrote down this morning. Relationships are the heart of leadership and the opportunity to positively impact other people in our sphere of influence should be a driving force for us. It should be our why. And I know that that is so near and dear to your heart, you know, so I just want to camp out here for a little bit. There's so much good stuff in here. But what you say is the secret sauce, really, everything lies on the inside with your employees. And I know you believe that. We believe that. From the get-go with Technology Partners, we said if we take care of our employees, our employees will take care of our customer and our success will follow. It's such a simple business plan that a lot of businesses don't follow. And guess what? We all get a little busy. One day we might skip the day in the gym, but we can't skip the day with the employee. And there's a little wrinkle now because what's happened is you can have a great culture and a great company and somebody recruits your employee for $25,000 more 
you know, there's only so much we can do as companies and certain size businesses. But I think as we wrote that book, you know, we always are talking about engaged employees. And I think the word has really shifted to the employee experience now. And I think as people are looking where to work or do I stay at my company and all their stuff, there's now a checklist of about 15 things that the company has to make sure they have checked off because the new customer is the employee. Meaning if people leave your company, you don't have a company anymore. Guess what? You're going to go recruit people and train people that you'll be out of business. And so the greatest customer right now is your employee and wages going out astronomical will not be here forever. Things will kind of come back to normal in the next 12 or 24 months. It is good because all ships rise together, right? And so I think there has been some good things. But I think at the end of the day, the employee experience, do I like my company? Do I like my boss? Do I like not only the culture, but the things our company believes in, give back, servant leadership, how we treat our customers? Do they have the right benefits? You know, we at our companies just redid a lot of benefits because our package was outdated and old. And some of our team members said, hey, we love it here, but your benefits are outdated and old. Some of that, which we didn't really look at, like maternity leave for a long time. And we just brought it up to what is fair, reasonable and normal and made it a great benefit. And so we always have to work on these things. But here's where the culture side comes in. Right now, for the last two years, a lot of companies have shown up on Zoom. You click in, you do your meeting, you click off. Think how easy it is for your employee to find another job, have never been in the new company's office, and click in. The office is the screen. But when they come into your office and do birthday parties and Super Bowl celebrations and Friendsgivings, that is where the culture still lives. We as humans are social animals, okay? And the good thing now is COVID's really coming down a lot. You can go to a ball game. You can go to a hockey game. You can go to a concert. These places are full. And the amazing thing is the the Gen Z generation, even the younger millennials, they want to be with people. My son said, who worked at Walmart e-commerce, is like, you know, I don't get the opportunity to bump into the people, the senior leadership that can chat with you about your career or what you're doing. You can't bump into somebody on Zoom. The HR world has blown up in the last two years. All the rules have been rewritten. And it's almost like, Lisa, one arm behind your back because you want all these things. And then they go, and I want to work remote whenever I want to. It's right now a formula. But my question is, you know, in the book, From Like to Love, how do you turn an employee who likes working for you to love working for you? And Lisa, I know I can go to a bunch of people at your company that go, we love it here. And we'll say, what do you love? And the first thing is not the comp. Right. That's usually about six or seven. Right. It's a family (laughs) environment. We love what we do. We love our clients. We love that our company's got our back in good times and bad. And so I, this year, made it a commitment to try to do one-on-ones with every single employee in our entire network. It's hard, you know, but thanks to Zoom and you can kind of do it. But I've done two of those this week and it's just been eye-opening, you know, as we do those of what are they looking for in their career? Because some people in the great resignation had nothing to do. They just want to go and milk cows in Idaho, right? Or they want to work for a nonprofit. I have a great employee and she left last year because she's working for a nonprofit and she said, this is my calling. It's a charitable nonprofit that helps kids. Right. And it's like, hey, more power to you. And by the way, the door is always open here, but thank you for doing and helping others. And we're going to support you in that. And by the way, we not only donated, we became a vendor to them and helped them with their mission. So 
the new formula of employee experience has been rewritten and people have to write it together with their team. They can't just do it in the boardroom. Yeah. You know, you said in your book, I think it's chapter two here, you go forget employee engagement, go for the love. You said love is the catalyst for success. <laughs> Keith, I pray that I can truly love my people. I can see them as human beings. And you know what? Sometimes it's not about the job. Asking about their kids. I was on a Zoom call with somebody yesterday, and this lady, she's a health and wellness coach. So, you know, this lady's got it all together, right? Health and wellness. You know, she's got it all together. Yeah. I really just felt in my spirit. I needed to ask her, how are you really doing? Yeah. And Keith, she burst out and just started laughing and said, you would ask me that today because it's been a crazy day, you know? Yeah. I mean, let's get back to just being human and realizing that these are employees and see them for being the human beings that they are. But I love it. You said love is the catalyst. We got to love our people. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of ways of love. Sometimes there's actually tough love. True. How do you show someone who doesn't fit in your company? How do you handle a soft landing and help them find the right thing? And by the way, we get tough love too. Hey, we don't love this policy. Hey, you know what? Let's look at that. But when you go people first, because here's the deal. I don't get out to any of our big shows. I go to a few a year. But when I hear from clients that said, we love CPG, we love your team, we love Neil, people know they're not allowed to pitch it. But when a client solicits out how much they love an employee, that employee gets a bonus. Because think about the word love. How many times do you, I like a restaurant, I love a restaurant, right? I love Annie Guns, I like X. We don't use love a lot. Now, I love Apple because I love their product and I love their service but I don't love another tech company. Sure. And so if you think about it, the word love is worth millions of dollars. You're right. Because if your clients love you, Lisa, you've had clients for years and years and years because they love you. They love the company. They love your team. They love what you're about. If you look over a lifetime value, that's millions of dollars. And we extend it even out to everybody. So We've got a big jar of candy with candy bars and stuff for our UPS and FedEx drivers. We give them Christmas gifts. We shower love on everybody, including everybody who should be sending love to all their clients on Valentine's Day. A cake, a cookie, a handwritten note, how much we love and appreciate you. For your employees, we don't take enough time for the little soft stuff yes. because business gets in the way. But if you make it something part of it, that is really how you keep your team sticky. And you talk about that, Keith, in chapter 11. You talk about meaningful purpose and you say, really, the things that you're talking about are not huge initiatives. I mean, they can be very simple things, but it does take some thought, it takes some creativity, and it takes intentionality. Because even those simple things do not just happen. You've got to be intentional about them. Yeah, and you know, it's funny. People in my forum, my YPO forum, they know my go-tos because I don't really change that much. And I'm always about surprise and delight. And someone will go, oh, you know, we've been working hard, and me and my spouse. And I'm like, you know, hey, here's the deal. Tomorrow, book a trip. Don't ask for permission. You know you're free this weekend. You make all the arrangements. You do everything. And surprise and delight. And they're like, oh, my God, this changed the outlook. I put my spouse more important. And so surprise and delight, one of my favorite old stories, you remember the old company, Savas. Savas was a client and they were high flyers and they were public and they missed a few quarters and then they were starting to rocket. 
And, you know, we worked with their leadership. We did their events. We did their videos. We did a lot of stuff. But we gave the head of sales an idea for the CEO. And let's just say they had 3,000 employees. But they sent pizzas to every office on one day around the, in the world. That cost them like $15,000. But if you think just the CEO sent pizzas to everybody during lunch from Paris to L.A., it was a huge deal. It was worth a million dollars versus the 15000 And it was a nod to the CEO to say, we've been busting our butts. We did the hard work. We're doing great. We're leaders. And we beat our quarter. And that's thank you to you. And so it doesn't always have to be something crazy. It needs to be thankful. And by the way, I have softened up a lot. I'm full of love, but I'm also full of passion. Yes. I have a very short attention span and one thing's perfect. So I've softened up to say, you know, the world is not perfect. I did a call today with somebody. I didn't realize she broke her whole arm two months ago. She couldn't drive. You know, we had a whole discussion about this today just before we started business. And to hear how tough her life was with COVID, with the kids home, with her not being able to drive, that's a tough day, a tough week, and a tough recovery. So it's all about that. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, I have to ask you, this is called Something Extra. What do you believe, Keith, is something extra that every leader needs? I think it's love. Loving your team, loving the brand, loving your customers, and how do you express that? And love is a mushy word, but we're going to get through things in this country through pure love. We might not always agree on things, even with your employees, even with your customers, but when you show intentional love that I care about you and you care about me, we're going to get it. And so I think that's it. I wrote a book on it. We use that at Customers. One of my favorite clients, by the way, it is their logo. We do a lot of work for Southwest Airlines. Southwest, I know. Customer love and customer <laughs> service. And most of our customers, we absolutely love working for. They love working for them because they're great people. So I would say that something special is love. Yeah, I love it. That was my word for 2021. I love it. Love more. Love, love more. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So Keith. You know, I want to give you the opportunity to tell our listeners about whatever it is that is on your mind right now. How can they get involved? I want everybody to go buy your book, From Like to Love. But is there anything else other than that? Well, you know, we're always up to something. And it's really what's current and how do you help current businesses? I mean, one of our hot companies and projects is GenieCast.com, where we're bringing thousands of thought leaders into businesses every day. Great speakers from Simon Sinek to Richard Branson for typically less than they charge in person. It's always live. Well, now we have over 4,000 leaders. So if you want to talk about diversity, inclusion, or disability, or women in leadership, we've got those people from every type of company, every political persuasion, all these things to really have a dialogue. And because now we can do it digitally, which we started in 2016 before the pandemic, that company is really doing well and we're really experiencing stuff. But the great thing is it's actually a lot more inclusive than when we do a big conference of 2,000 people and there's one person speaking on the stage. You can see them, you can hear them, you can ask questions. So I'll give you my coordinates for me personally and all the things I'm doing. KeithAlper.com, there's everything about me. And then our company's NitrousEffect.com. So that is the cheap plug. And uh, I really want to thank you for hosting me today. You know, I've been a big fan of you guys and everything you've done and your leadership, not only at business, but all the nonprofits and all the things you help lead, Lisa. I really admire you. Likewise, Keith. Ditto. So thank you, my friend, for being on today. Enjoy the rest of your day and we'll see you soon, hopefully. Thank you for listening to today's show. Something Extra with Lisa Nichols is a Technology Partners production. Copyright Technology Partners, Inc. 2019. 
For show notes or to reach Lisa, visit tpi.co slash podcast. Don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen.